It is Tuesday, the 3rd of October, and this is The Splash. Well, 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 welcome back after a huge long weekend from a sporting perspective. Uh, I hope you enjoyed all the the major spectacles on display over the weekend in Australian sport. Congratulations, Melbourne Storm. Congratulations, Richmond Tigers and their long-suffering fans. Uh, today we will be uh, looking at rugby league in depth with Mal Meninga announcing uh, the Kangaroos squad ahead of their World Cup campaign. Also going to have a look at some hoops. Uh, the Sydney Kings, they just took on the Utah Jazz over in Salt Lake City. So we're going to um, break that one down with basketball writer Olgan Ulich. Uh, my name is Phil Pryor. Welcome to the Splash. Uh, if you are, if you were thinking of heading to the Fox Sports website this afternoon, this evening when you get home from work, or if you're commuting and you have your smartphone out, head to the website. We've got plenty of content up there, obviously, now that the footy seasons are over. The first, first things first, you think about the Bathurst 1000. Normally, the weekend after all that sort of footy action wraps up, this year's no different. Um, so in the motorsports section, plenty of build-up there. It also means the cricket season is heating up. Uh, yeah, we have had some cricket action on over in India recently. Of course, Bangladesh as well. But the summer of cricket down under is only getting warmer and closer right now. Uh, and... We've got lots of stories up there about domestic stars on the verge of Aussie call-ups. And also, it looks as if we're going to have a healthy, fast bowling attack for the first time in God knows how long. Uh, Tony Popovich, he made headlines, uh, you know, with that blockbuster decision uh, to step down from the Wanderers on the eve of the A-League season. Uh, I was telling everyone last week to go and check out the Fox Football A-League preview podcast that was recorded before this news. Still definitely worth checking out. Definitely worth checking out um, all the A-League content ahead of uh, a huge season which kicks off this Friday. And just before that, of course, we've got the Socceroos uh, taking taking on Syria over in Malaysia. We will preview that on the splash later in the week as well and then probably have a look at that on Friday uh, after the fact as well. But first up, diving deeper on the splash. Uh, Benny Glover, he's back, uh, the NRL's uh, editorial lead. Uh, we had him in here Friday and, uh, and and we're turning around again. Yeah, no, good to be back. Um, yeah, it was good fun. We, yeah, we, we spoke about obviously... Uh, the, the big build-up and then a, a, a very busy Sunday for the rugby league team um, uh, and now in that come-down period, but there's really not much time to relax. No, it's a bit different to most other years. Uh, normally, you sort of get a week or two or even a couple of months <laughs> where you can kind of relax a little bit and enjoy the off-season, but this year we bounce straight into a World Cup. So, exactly. yeah, can- kangaroo squad announcement today and, um, yeah, a fair bit going on around that. Yeah, so we will talk about this um, this Kangaroos team and uh, a, a bit of, a Benny, if you could give us a few of the details just on the World Cup for the listeners that might not be uh, aware, um, that'd be good. Uh, and then we can talk about you know the likes of seven Storm players being picked in uh, in Mal's uh, green and gold side. 
Yeah, rightly so too. The Storm was such a, a dominant side this year. You, you yep. would have expected a pretty solid representation. But uh, for the World Cup, it starts uh, the last weekend of October and goes through to the first weekend of December. Yeah. So it's a bit of a marathon. Uh, games played every Friday, Saturday and Sunday throughout that period. And the, the hosts are Australia, Papua New Guinea and New Zealand. So pretty evenly spread uh, games through those three countries. And... Yeah, obviously Australia, New Zealand, England are sort of the the heavyweights, and there's some really interesting um, minnow teams that, with the new eligibility uh, rules around international game, that they'll have some really strong players in them as well. So it should be a good tournament. Yeah, nice. It's 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 often the case, really. You know, uh, the the last month of the NRL season is a chance for um, you know players to to showcase. Uh, their their representative claims, um, and no less than seven uh, Storm players will be in the team. A few familiar faces, of course, Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, uh, but then we've had uh, you know some great stories of, of guys, you know the the Billy Slater comeback and yep. um, uh, and and Jordan McLean. Um, you know he's he's had a sniff of representative footy, but this is kind of his breakout selection, and and Felice Cafusi as well. Yeah, Jordan McLean was uh, picked as a shadow player earlier this year, so and, and was probably unlucky not to get a an Origin nod. To be honest, he's yeah. had he's had a really good season, so I wasn't particularly surprised to see McLean's name. Kafusi has been outstanding through the season, but obviously didn't make the Queensland team, even though it was a year of transition where there was a lot of new players in the Queensland forward pack. So yeah, uh, interesting to see him in that squad. Uh, I've been a massive fan of what he's done this year so certainly not a selection that I'm um, against at all but um, but yeah definitely the bolter of the squad probably along with maybe uh, Ben Hunt who I guess he's added value um, for rep teams because of the way he he played once he moved into hooker so he's seen as a utility player now yeah for sure Um, and uh, and we, so, if, for anyone uh, listening to the splash, of course, head to the Fox Sports website um, for the full uh, Kangaroos World Cup squad. Uh, and the other piece that we've now got in the splash on the homepage uh, at the website is the Rejects 13, the ones that missed out. Um, Benny, talk to us about a couple of the headline acts uh, in that team um, and, uh, and, of course, uh, again, to splash listeners, head to the website for that full team. Yeah, well, obviously, uh, these kangaroo selections and origin selections as well are always a big uh, sort of debate piece. There, there's a lot of fans want to talk about who they think should have got in and who should have missed out. So it kind of lends itself to a, to a piece looking at some of the unlucky misses. And obviously, headlining that uh, in this particular case was James Tedesco, who got the Players Association Player of the Year, um, had a pretty great season at fullback and um, played well in origin, so proved that he could step up into that next level. He's he's a bit of a victim of circumstance in the sense that there's some really good fullbacks going around at the moment, Uh, and he's not as versatile as some of the guys who have been picked uh, in the outside backs, so... Uh, a Josh Dugan, a Tom Trebojevic, yeah. uh, those kind of guys. Val Holmes as well. Those kind of guys have been picked uh, 
probably more to play wing and centre than fullback, even though they play fullback for their club. Yeah. Uh, so really, the two fullbacks in the squad are Billy Slater and Darius Boyd, and it's yeah. hard to make a strong case against either of those two guys. Yeah. But I guess uh, there's a lot of. Uh, Fans, anyway, who think that uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard's had a better season than Aaron Woods. Aaron Woods got Dalian Prop of the Year, so um, I, I'm i still happy to see Woods in the squad. But Campbell-Gillard's certainly one for the future. Uh, in terms of incumbents, Trent Merrin was an incumbent in the Kangaroos side. Probably hasn't really done enough to, to hold his spot, but obviously any incumbent to miss out is unlucky. Um, Daly Cherry Evans, I thought, had a, a really good season yeah. and could have potentially got the role that Ben Hunt got. Yeah. Uh, same goes with Corey Norman. Corey Norman, I reckon, is actually the best suited uh, half to the utility role in the sense that he could play fullback as well as either of the two halves positions and probably hooker at a pinch as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also Josh Mansour, he was... A yeah. star of the Four Nations last year. He's had a really good comeback season for the Panthers. Yeah. He's actually uh, being carried as a as a bit of a shadow for the twenty four man squad. It was in it was in the Kangaroos tour last year where he did that uh, that ACL. ACL. Um, yep, but he's bounced back really strongly. He certainly has. Um, Dale Finucane was one of the few Storm players who didn't get a look in. And, yeah, and he's again um, probably a victim of circumstance in the sense that. We're going through a, a time when there's just a rich stock of back rowers. Yeah. yeah. So, like, again, it's pretty difficult to argue. So, he plays in the middle, and the back rowers that play in the middle that have been selected are uh, your Jake Trebojevic, your um, Josh Maguire, your um, Tyson Frizzell played a little bit of that um, for New South Wales this year. Um, so, th- there's... There's some pretty strong candidates who are in there in front of him, but yeah. he certainly wouldn't have looked out of place. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a, um, it, it, that position. We've got extraordinary depth, um, but you feel like maybe if, if Finucane was still playing in a Sydney club, he'd be getting more plaudits than what he has in the last couple of years playing down in, in that Storm yeah, system. Yeah, but you can probably also put it the other way and say being in the Storm system has made him a better player. Yeah, so, oh yeah, for sure. So, like... Yeah. Was he playing at this level when he was at the Bulldogs, and would he now be playing at this level if he was at the Bulldogs? Probably not. So you yep. can you yep. can make that argument both ways. Fair point. Uh, that that was an interesting one too. That was his fourth grand final on Sunday, and he was zero three heading into into yep. that clash with the Cowboys. Bit of an unlucky charm up until this season, but yeah, yeah. Um, obviously played in an extremely dominant side this year, so well deserved that mm. that medal. Yeah, of course. Uh, and Benny, before we let you go, uh, do we know exactly when when the the Kiwis are likely to name their squad, and and more sort of World Cup news is going to yeah, uh, unfold? Everyone pretty much announces their squad by the end of this week. So the yeah. Kiwis are either tomorrow or Thursday. Sorry, question without notice there, mate. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. Uh, not I'm, I'm good at doing sure. that on the splash. Yeah, <laughs> head to the website uh, in the coming days to uh, to find out the latest there. Of course. Make sure you're following Fox League uh, on Twitter, liking it on Facebook. All that sort of information uh, will pop up through those channels as well. Um, Benny, thanks for joining the Splash. No problem. And as the Aussies uh, Rugby League representatives prepare for the World Cup, we have uh, Aussies on the other side of the world uh, representing their country in one way or another, you would say, I suppose, uh, as I welcome in uh, basketball writer Olgan Ulich to discuss... 
uh, the Sydney Kings and Utah Jazz. How are we, sir? I'm very well. Thanks for having me again. I've been on this, I mentioned off air, I've been on this pod way too much for someone whose season, the season I cover hasn't even started. Both seasons, NBL, NBA. Well, so there's, there are still headlines. That's what, that's what the sport's all about. Um, and, you know, they, they do well on our website. So that's the reality. Uh, and we've just finished, what, well, you know, disclosure, I've just finished watching uh, an NFL blockbuster <laughs> But you were watching the Kings and the Jazz, so you're going to tell us all about it <laughs> right now. Go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the Kings and the Jazz played a basketball game, and it, <laughs> it ended as expected. Uh, you have an NBL team, the Sydney Kings, going over to Salt Lake City, um, facing you know what was last year a, a solid, maybe, you could maybe call them a contender in the West. Right now, they're, maybe a, they're probably a playoff team in the West. Uh, it was never going to end well from a, a scoreline perspective, but the game was a lot more enjoyable than I thought. You know, one hundred eight eighty three, not bad. One hundred eighty three. The Utah Jazz kind of ran away with it, but it, the Kings put up a fight, which I didn't expect them to, because you know they're a team that really hasn't been together for that long. They have a lot of new bodies in there, um, but you know, this, the first quarter wasn't pretty at all. <laughs> uh, but the second quarter, the Kings fought back and. Uh, they made it quite close. It was but it was around a ten point game for for much of that that game until uh, the Jazz ran away with it. But um, no, it, it was it was very cool to see. And um, now look, the Jazz are, are what they are. The Kings are what they are. And the difference between the two leagues and the talent within the two leagues was kind of on show as expected. Um, but this was a, a cool spectacle, mm. um, and and it was some decent basketball too. Yeah, well, that's always good. 100%. And obviously, both uh, leagues are building up to their season starting soonish. Um, do you feel like both teams would have got out of it what they needed to, what they wanted to? Well, this was the Jazz's first preseason game. And, you know, with the new, the new look that their team has, Ricky Rubio hasn't really played that much with these guys. Um, so getting a, a run with him. No Gordon know, Haywood. No Gordon Haywood. And so, um, you know... An offense that's run almost purely through through Ricky Rubio is was something that they could you know get used to a little bit and you know they got to kind of make the most of the Kings not having any developed size you know Isaac Humphreys was the only seven footer on that team and he's 19 years old so mm. running the pick and roll with Ricky Rubio and Rudy Gobert was kind of it was a lot of fun to see and Rudy got Isaac Humphreys on a poster a bunch of times yeah. um, which was a lot of fun to see. Um, but this was, this was all right for the Utah Jazz and for the Sydney Kings. I, I genuinely feel like this makes them a better team heading into the season. The only thing that might not make them better is the fact that their season starts in a few days. So they're going <laughs> to have to recover from this game and then travel and then recover from traveling. Yeah. And then I think they, they go up against the 36ers um, to start their season. So it's not an ideal. it's not ideal from that point of view. But from a gameplay perspective, I think this is good for them. Yeah, nice. Um, and we saw some Aussie flags being waved uh, in the crowd uh, at at the at the Jazz Stadium. Uh, but you know, were they? They were just probably supporting Australian basketball. As obviously, we've got uh, two uh, big names uh, in Utah as well: Dante Exum, Joe Ingles. How did they go? Uh, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles did okay. He you know, neither kind of blew up the stat sheet. Um, you know, Joe Ingles had some some cool pick and roll plays. He you can tell he was having a bit of fun with it. Uh, a lot of passes that he might not make uh, <laughs> during an actual NBA game, an actual regular season game. Yeah. Um, but no, he. the highlight probably of the game would be a, a nice alley-oop from him to Rudy Gobert. Uh, Rudy Gobert skied for an alley-oop. Um, and Dante played very well. Um, 
he's coming off an off season, his first NBA off season. Uh, every other off season, he's been either injured or playing internationally, um, and so he got to show that off. And I, I think he was really aggressive to the point where I, I think we'll see consistent minutes from him off the bench for this team, which I, is is going to be good for him because we haven't seen much of him since he was drafted 2014 at top five pick. And you know, we we're waiting to see this, and I feel like this season, if not not just today, but if the whole off season and, and the vibe we're getting is any indication, I think we'll see the Dante we've been waiting to see. I liked your uh, your short headline: uh, Kings weren't embarrassed. They, That's good. They weren't. No, they <laughs> they have, they weren't blown out to a point where it's embarrassing for the league or for the country. <laughs> um, but and they they didn't, you know, no exceed. They didn't stuff. No, no, and they didn't exceed expectations either. Either, yeah, in my yeah. opinion, it, this was as expected. I. You know, I told my coworker this will probably be a thirty-point game, maybe a twenty-five-point game, and that's basically what it was. You know, on paper, I think it ended up as a twenty-five-point game, but you know, visually, this was a uh, kind of a, a thirty-point blowout, and you know, that's what we expected to see. And you know, I'm looking forward to the the next game actually, with between Melbourne United and Oklahoma City Thunder. It's about a week away. About a week away, and um, you know, United is much stronger. The mm. talent is is much. They've been together for a lot for a little bit longer. Um, there's just better talent there. And so I think they'll put on probably a, a better effort um, and it'll be cool to see them go up against this kind of weird new look super team, you know, quote-unquote, uh, Thunderside. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and and then, and then there's one more game in this sort of... Uh, uh, w- so whatever you call it, yeah. initiative. So it's <laughs> 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 really... Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, um, it's like... A, I think the NBL is it's almost an unofficial NBL slash NBA preseason series yeah. is what they're calling it. Um, and the, the final game, I think, is in two weeks' time, or around two weeks' time, that's going to see the Brisbane Bullets, Brisbane Bullets excuse me, go up against the Phoenix Suns. Um, so I'm not sure how that'll go. That'll be interesting because the Bullets are you know, one of the kind of an older team. They've got a lot of talent going up against a young NBA team. So that'll be, that could be the intriguing one of all the three. Um, They've had a couple of weeks of NBL games too to sort of gel and for sure, galvanize. Definitely. Um, but look, it'll just be... If if this first game is anything to show, the, the spectacle makes sense. It, this was a success in my opinion. And so as long as the two, game, the two next games kind of live up to the, uh, what this one put forward, I think this will be you know a, a good tick next to Larry Kesterman's name. Cool. Give it a tick uh, and check out... Olgan Ulrich's coverage uh, on the foxsports.com.au website uh, forward slash basketball. Uh, thanks for jo- joining us, Olgs. Thank you, Philip. Yeah, basketball is a sport certainly heating up over the summer uh, down under in Australia with so much. Uh, both big leagues about to get underway uh, down here and over in the States. Um, so, you know, the footy seasons have ended, but... Plenty of sport ahead uh, as the weather gets warmer down under. And thank you for all our listeners and subscribers after uh, a big three-week opening uh, on the podcast. Uh, Things are going to continue. It's a daily thing, so please head to iTunes, hit subscribe, uh, and we're going to be updating you with all the big talking points, all the big headlines day to day uh, right throughout the summer. So thank you for your support and subscriptions. Until tomorrow on The Splash, that's a wrap. Uh